Too much, Jerry. Well, welcome everybody. Welcome back to the start of a new season. Here we are again, having been away for the summer break. This is the start of our 14th year of doing these webcasts. And mm -hmm. we're looking forward to what Father's going to show to us in this season. And just looking forward to a great time of fun and fellowship together, as we always have, don't we, Barry? <laughs> oh, for sure. This is, uh, it's like you and I are just having a, a coffee in the living room and we're just inviting our friends from around the world to join us. Absolutely, as we do. <laughs> so have you, had a good, we do. have you had a good summer? Yes, very nice. It's very warm here. I mean, the older we get, you know, we talk about our health and our in the weather i mean uh, yesterday was uh I, again forgive me with the fahrenheit i, I get confused <laughs> but the humidex here was 107 degrees fahrenheit so wow <laughs> it was a touch warm yes it's um we, we, for us it's it's quite good for us here it's it's up in the 30s low 30s so we're quite happy to have a bit of an indian summer um yes that's so, very good yeah um good and i think you got one notice you wanted to share with us, Barry? Oh, yes, yeah, maybe I, more I, than one if you I want. Forget, yes, <laughs> yeah. um, our our dear friends uh, uh, Wendy and Colin Thomas, um, they do this amazing trip, and I think this is their third tri prayer trip where they actually go the length of I think it's England and Scotland, right? It's from yeah. um, Lands End to John O'Groats. I had to look it up on, on Google Maps to see how far that is, but that's kind of like the bottom to the top and it's a, it's a prayer time and, and, and they go to different places every, every night and they, they share the Father's love letter wherever they go, wow. they hand it out as, as they go. So they just, uh, they're dear friends of ours and uh, they ask for prayer. Uh, so they're, they're leaving on September 17th and coming back, I think October the 1st. And, you know, they're just prayer for protection, for provision, for open doors. Yeah. And I think uh, Wendy uh, will be speaking along the way at different churches and everything else. So it's quite a something, but she, it's a, I think it's a prayer of the, the declaration of the Father's love over the UK. It's so amazing. So I just wanted to, if, and, and if anybody wants more, and I'll actually put it in the, in the, uh, the chat yeah. and any more information, but the, 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 um, the URL that you can, connect with him is the father's love and blessing trip dot uk so that's a pretty good <laughs> that's a good address the father's love and blessing trip dot uk yeah. so yeah Excellent. so bless those guys and maybe can i just pray for them right now just sure. real quick yeah, and, yeah. Go ahead. and just uh, father we just thank you mm. for colin and wendy we pray for health yeah, for them we you. pray for a provision for them yeah we pray for open doors Father, that you would just declare your incredible love for the UK, for yeah. England and Scotland, and we'll throw Wales in there and Northern <laughs> Ireland. And Father, that you would just, your love would just, just overwhelm yeah. every one of the, your much-loved little ones. And so we just pray a blessing on them as they go. And we just thank you for their courage and, and yeah, just return <laughs> them on. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so thank thanks. You. That was just the, the one notice I had. I'll tell you what, England, Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland needs all the prayers we can get at the moment. <laughs> As we all do, brother. We'll, we'll, take, we'll take it. We'll take it, receive it from them. So bless them. Yes. So having just said this is the beginning of our 14th year doing the webcasts, um, we do have to tell you that next week <laughs> we will not be here. <laughs> 
because I'm on holiday and uh, Barry's at the school of ministry school of ministry in Toronto. Toronto. Yes. So we will be back again in two weeks' time. Two weeks today. So this is. <laughs> yeah. This is, we did kind of think, shall we leave it and start in a couple of weeks' time? But we just thought, no, let's just come back, say hello, do, do a yeah. webcast, and then come back again in two weeks' time. So, yeah, the other thing we just wanted to mention, we've been trying this a little bit over the summer, is um, we've been streaming live to um, Facebook, but we've been experimenting with streaming live to YouTube as well. Um, so when I'm hosting it, it will be streamed to my YouTube page, which is um, youtube.com forward slash at a father to you. And when Barry's hosting, it will also be streamed to his YouTube page, which is youtube.com forward slash at Father Heart. Father Heart. They are going quick, Father Heart. So um, just another alternative um, to watch the, uh, the video, the live webcast, either on Facebook or one of our YouTube channels. Um, but the good thing about YouTube is it puts it out there for anybody and everybody to watch later on um, rather than them having to come to our, uh, um, our websites. The downside, of course, is, and we have absolutely no control over this whatsoever, is YouTube stuff their adverts um, at the beginning and in the middle of our webcasts. Not on a live one, but on the when, when you watch it later. So if you get an advert for something that you don't like, it's nothing to do <laughs> with us. <laughs> and even if you get an advert for something you do like, it's still nothing to do with us. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, and of course, uh, all of our, our videos are recorded on Vimeo as well, which is ad-free. That's yes. that's where we actually, both Mark and I have subscriptions that we pay for every year just to, to make sure that we can get it without any ads on it. So, But it's just one of those things, you know, that yeah. uh, and both Mark and I, I think, really just share the heart that everything we do, we do for one person. Yeah. And I just remember it was like a couple of weeks ago, um, we, Larry Pearson and I were doing one of our live streams and somebody from Brunei, uh, which is, uh, I think, in close to Indonesia, mm -hmm. it's, it's somewhere that's I've never been. But uh, they said the Lord woke them up at 3 a.m. in the morning to watch the live stream. Wow. And so, like, you know, you hear you hear one story like that and you think, yeah. oh, well, OK, well, we're good then. Like, Papa, if if there's one person that uh, this reaches, then, you know, we're good. So that's again, that's kind of the 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 story behind uh, YouTube. And of course, even even uh, Facebook, you know, we're, we're yeah. so honored and thankful that you know we have our dear friends that join us you know again for a new season and you know, we got a, a bunch of you from different places from around the world and i think it just it just uh, yeah it never gets old for us to be so thankful and appreciative that you would even want to yeah to listen to these two old guys <laughs> <laughs> and most summers we have a little conversation between ourselves you know you know have we got have we got the juice in the tank for another season yeah, and uh, obviously we've said yes for the 14th season, um, 
And, you know, we, we kind of said the other day when we were chatting about it, well, we still get more than one turning up. <laughs> and, you know, we do yeah. it for the one. And maybe if we got down to no one turning up for a few weeks, we'd reconsider. But even even then, you know, you put it out there, people watch it later. And that's, we're just happy to do that. And we we've just heard so many stories over the years mm. of people going to our websites, even people going to Facebook and finding the videos later and just having powerful encounters with the father. And, mm. you know, no one's in the room. There's no ministry time. There's no laying on of hands. There's, it's just they're just watching a video on their computer or their phone and father speaks to them. Yeah. And we hear that from places all around the world. And it's, it's, it's humbling. It's, it's exciting. And so we just thank you, you guys, for, for joining, joining with us again. <laughs> so, Barry, just wondering, would you like to pray for me before I get going? And um, <laughs> Yes, I would love to pray then, for you. Um, I'm we, starting off again, this evening. Again, you know, we then, do as we do. You do who, you know, does somebody have a, a sense of, you know, Mark, do you have something to share? Or do I, you know, but so I, Mark feels that there's something, and it's something, a, a bit of a new message is it yeah, not? It's, it's a bit of a new Ish. look at something yeah it's a it's a new look at something yes, we've looked yeah, at yeah. many which, times um, yeah which and is, i and i heard, i heard this either so i'm pretty excited <laughs> but but he's asked for prayer so everybody <laughs> just in, just in, stretch out your virtual hands virtual around hands. the world and thank i'm just going to pray for mark so <laughs> father we thank you for mark we thank you for his life we thank you for the richness of of your love that is just <laughs> yeah just exudes out of his being and, and father we just pray a blessing on him and mm. and just the the sense that what is on his heart today father and i just pray for everyone who is listening live whether it's on facebook or on youtube or afterwards mm. uh, father we pray that your holy spirit would just yeah just take this moment once again just to yeah. reach out and to bear witness with our spirits that we are dearly loved children of Abba. yeah, yeah. So thank you, Father, for that. Thank you that uh, the longing in your heart is for us to come close and to cry yeah. out, Father, you really are my Father. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus, for making all this mm. possible. Amen. And all God's people around the world said, Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right, man. Bless you. See you in a bit. Catch you in a few minutes. <laughs> well, um, as Barry said, it's, it's a, a, a new look at something we've talked about many times. I, I, I want to talk about the heart of sonship, um, which I know is, is something we've, we've talked about a lot. Um, but it's, it's something I've been mulling over over this um, summer season. Um, just for various reasons, I was, I was thinking about people who've really been an influence in in my life um and in my journey with the father i was i was thinking of my old school chaplain who really you know when i was at boarding school for six years he really cared for me you know he really looked after me and you know he was a, he was you know, i don't think i appreciated it at the time um you know and then subsequently there's been a couple of people who've had really clear prophetic words for me um, uh, on my journey with with father and people like my pastors um, uh, I was just thinking one pastor I had one time he he really introduced me to Jesus he really showed me what what Jesus was like and, and another pastor 
really showed me what the Holy Spirit was like. And of course, my dear friend James, James Jordan, really has shown me what the Father is like and who the Father is to me. And so I, I was just reflecting a little bit over the summer and thinking of these these guys and just blessing them and you know honoring them in my heart and just grateful for you know the, the time they've taken um, you know with me and really you know that led me to just think about my journey as a son and how that's just everything. You know, when we really know that God is our Father, when we really know that we are loved by Almighty God, when we really know that He is constantly pouring His love into our heart, you know, what we actually discover is that we, we go on this, this journey of transformation. And it's really that journey of transformation that I, I want to talk about today. Um, the transformation of becoming more like Jesus, of walking like Jesus, of living like Jesus, the, the transformation of our heart where we are taken, you know, where we were taken, lifted out of the orphan-hearted world and we're beginning to live as, as sons to the Father, sons and daughters. And really that, I suppose the thing I've reflected over the, the summer is there's no end to that journey. You know, we, we can never say, I've got there. I mean, I, I know in my own journey, I can say, and I can honestly say, I know that I know that I know. I know that I'm a son. You know, I know that God is my father. I don't have, you know, any problems. That's absolutely rock solid in my life. But, but I also know that there is so much more for me to experience. There's so much more for me to discover about this life of sonship. And it's kind of that that I want to talk about um, this evening. The, the other thing I've um, done over the summer is I've read through Peter's two letters. And we normally, when we're talking about sonship, we normally kind of refer to Paul's letters and, and obviously some of the, the, the things Jesus said, of course, and the example that Jesus was. But we don't often look at the, uh, the life or the letters of, of the Apostle Peter. And, you know, I, I've been reading those letters and, and as I read them, I see that what he is describing in those letters is the life of a son. He might not use those words, but he is talking throughout both letters. He's talking about this transformation of our hearts as we come to know him better. We, we know who he is. It shows us who we are as sons and daughters. And he's very clear in his in his letter that he's he's he's. He's basically encouraging his readers that this is a transformation. This is a journey. This is, this is a, a deepening process. It's a deepening walk with, with him. Um, you know, he, he pretty much ends his second letter to Peter, chapter 3, verse 14. Uh, it says this, So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless and at peace with him and to me that's kind of like the journey of sonship you know he's saying hey we want to walk as Jesus walked that's what John writes about in his first letter he says you know we walk or we live as Jesus lived we have the same heart as Jesus 
And Peter's giving us this, this clue at the end of his letter. He's saying, hey, make every effort to be spotless, blameless and at peace with him. And to me, that just puts in a nutshell what it means to walk as Jesus walked and to allow our hearts and lives to be transformed. And as we're going to see as we go through this, this topic this evening, this is nothing about what we do. This is not something we achieve through our own effort. It's not something we achieve through our own performance or striving, but it's, it's a gift that he is giving us that we are invited to freely receive. All we have to do is receive what is being offered. You know, the moment we get into striving, the moment we get into performance, we will lose the heart of what I believe the Father wants to reveal to us. You know, we know Romans 8 verse 29, it says we are conformed to the likeness of Jesus. That, that conforming is, is, is a transformation, it's a change, it's an ongoing journey as we walk with the Father that our hearts and our lives and therefore our attitudes and our behaviours are changed because we're having this encounter with him. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18 says we are transformed into his image from one degree of glory to another. You know, as this, this transformation takes us into a deeper expression of who God the Father is. See, I, I think it's simply put, when we read about God's glory, you know, what is God's glory? Just simply put, it is an understanding or a revelation of the nature and the personality of the Father. And that's what's being revealed to us. And that's what we are being changed into, that likeness from one degree of glory to another. Right at the very end of Peter's second letter, his last verse, 2, Corinthians, 2, 2, 2 Peter 3 verse 18, he says, you know, as, as his conclusion to his letters, he says, grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forevermore. See, there's that encouragement, that exhortation to, to grow in grace and knowledge of him. And it's not a head knowledge of theory and understanding and principles, but it's a heart knowledge of knowing who he is and being transformed into the likeness of, of Jesus so that we become like him. Because that's sons and daughters that the father are looking for, people being transformed into the likeness of his son. And so for me, this is a, a journey, it's a, it's, a, it's a transformation, it's, um, it's the beginning of a journey that I believe will you know, last for the rest of our lives. And you know, one of the other things I've done over this summer is I, I've read a book called Confronting Christianity by um, Rebecca McLaughlin. She's an English theologian, but she's married to an American, lives in America with her three kids. And she's written this book, which is basically, um, it's basically a biblical plumb line to some of the challenging issues that we're facing in, in society today. And it, it's, it's quite a heavy read, but it's, a, it's an absolutely excellent read. Um, 
And one of the things she said in, in, in this book, um, which really, really struck me quite deeply, actually, she said um, that she was she was struggling with something, um, you know, a while ago. Just I think I guess obviously when maybe when she was writing the book or something, she was struggling with with something, and it was quite a deep um, struggle. And she knew if she gave in, you know, she wouldn't be living her life in the way that the Bible describes for us, and she wouldn't be living, you know according to that biblical understanding and it was quite a struggle and she got to the point where she said and this is what really struck me she said I have decided to resist the struggle for the greater joy of knowing him more you know I've she's, and she, she said I've, I, I've decided that I want to go deeper with him above everything else. I want to know him more. I want to know him better. I want to have his power working in my life. And therefore, I am prepared to resist this struggle because I do not see giving in as being a biblical alternative. And that really struck me. And what's been my prayer over the summer is, you know, and I haven't been struggling with anything particular, but it, it's, it's the, my prayer has been, you know, Father, for the joy of going deeper with you, for the joy of finding a greater expression of living in sonship, for the joy of bringing my life in line with Jesus's life. You know, I'm prepared to make some sacrifices. I'm prepared to, to, to pay a price. As, as Jesus said in, in some of his parables when he talks about the pearl of great price and the sacrifice, I thought, yeah, you know, that's what I want to do, not for the sake of sacrificing and not for the sake of, you know, being um, overtly good, but for the joy of my life being transformed into the likeness of his son. And that's really, really, that's really my encouragement for us this evening is you know, can we see beyond our struggles? Can we see beyond our, um, you know, the things that weigh us down? And can we see the greater joy of going deeper with him and being transformed into the likeness of his son? And so that's really been my, my prayer over the summer. Um, and it's kind of out of that that I've, um, just want to share a few things this evening and when I run out Barry will come back in and fill in all the <laughs> all the missing pieces but you know I really do believe for each one of us there is a greater joy and a greater depth that we've yet to experience and yet to discover and you know I, I, that's that's my heart is are we prepared to let go of everything else in order to take hold of that um, sonship needs a transformation of our heart. Um, let's just go back to the beginning of Peter's first letter. You know, he opens up his letter, his introductory comments, his, you know, his welcome to the saints all around the region is, you know, to God's elect who have been chosen 
according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. Now, you know, that speaks of transformation. You know, we've been chosen and we are being sanctified through the Spirit in order to have a walk of obedience to, to Jesus. And to me, just taking those two or three verses right at the beginning of his letters, that speaks to me of the transformation that our hearts are going through. The ongoing sanctification, which is not a work of performance or striving, it's a work of the Spirit. And that work of the Spirit takes us in whatever state we're in and it makes us become, it causes us to become more obedient to our big brother Jesus. Because we've been sprinkled with his blood, we've been washed with his blood, we've been brought into the new kingdom of the Father. And so even just starting reading this, these couple of letters, I see that we've been called, but we've also been called to a transformation, a change. And it's love. I'm going to keep emphasizing it because I think it's so important. It's the power of love that transforms our heart. It's not the power of my will or my self-determination or my effort. It's simply the power of his love being poured into my heart on a daily, regular basis. And that enables us, as we, as we allow our hearts to receive the ongoing flow of life, that enables us to find the path of Jesus and to walk as Jesus walked. Not as, as slaves, but as, as friends, as sons, not by our own effort, but by the working of the Holy Spirit within us. I just want to read something that I, I read um, a couple of days ago uh, on Facebook, a post by Bob Mumford. Um, and he said this, he said, Jesus lived, moved and ministered out of his relationship as a son. His motivation in life was to please the Father, to mature in obedience and carry out the purpose for which the Father had sent him. And if we're walking as Jesus walked, that, that becomes our purpose as well. The Father considered his mature son a friend. He gave everything into his hands. The ultimate goal of fellowship and becoming like him is to become the Father's friend. Is that too much to imagine? Abraham, the father of all who believe, was called God's friend. We should strive for nothing less. You know, and just as Jesus lived, moved and ministered out of his relationship as a son, so everything we do, we do out of our relationship as a son or daughter. You know, because that friendship, the father wants not only just to call us sons and daughters, but he actually wants to be friends with us, you know? I, I love it now. My, my kids are all grown up. We've got four grown up kids, but they're all my friends. You know, I'm their dad, but we're all good friends. And for me, I just love that. It's just such a, a joy when we're together that we can relate as, 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 as friends. And that's what we've been called into. 
Peter goes on to say in verses 3 and 4 of chapter 1, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. And, you know, sometimes I think it can be, sometimes you can get discouraged, right? Sometimes life is challenging, sometimes life is hard, sometimes life is a struggle. And it's very easy for us to lose hope and to lose sight of the pathway and just, oh, I kind of feel like I want to give up or have a week off or this is too hard, you know, why am I trying to do this? And, oh, I can't be bothered to walk like Jesus this week, you know, I just want to live my life of whatever, you know. And we kind of lose hope, we lose vision, we lose perspective, and we kind of begin to lose our way a little bit. And, you know, when, when I read the, these verses here, what I see is there is a hope for us and an inheritance for us that is not dependent on how we behave or how we feel, but it's something that is stored up in heaven for us. It's a safe place. You know, we have a hope which is based on our eternal inheritance in Christ. And, you know, we are protected by Christ through our faith. And so I just want to encourage you that if you're struggling and if you're facing challenges, and we all do, you know, we all do, and, and if, if you're finding like, oh, you know, have I got any hope for this season? Have I, have I got any vision? You know, do I really have to change? You know, I don't want to transform any, you know, whatever you're, you're feeling like. I just want you to see that our hope is, is not something we create, but it's a gift from the Father. Our hope is based on our eternal inheritance of who he is and of who we are in him. And... And so I, I, keep, I find that very helpful. I keep coming back to that saying, yeah, my hope is not in me, but my hope is in him. And he is faithful and he is true. And in all of my struggles, in all of my challenges, in all of my pain, I don't have to go through that on my own. He comes down into that pain, into that suffering, and he is with me in it. And, you know, whatever you're going through at this moment, he is with you in it. He's there. His presence might feel distant. It might feel hidden. But I want to reassure you that his presence is with you. And that leads us on to a little bit of what Peter talks about in his letters. At quite a bit of detail, actually. He talks at length about this. And it's, it's sufferings, trials, hardship. You know, if we read down into verse 6 you know, um, of chapter 1, um, In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes, and even though refined by fire, may result in the praise and glory and honour when Jesus is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. It's very difficult to think about being joyful 
in the midst of suffering, in the midst of trials, in the midst of tribulations. And that's partly because we get confused between joy and happiness. You know, I'm happy when things are going well. When the world is swinging along nicely, I can be happy. But the joy of the Lord that we read about in Scripture, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Um, the fruit of the Spirit is joy, peace. You know, that's the, that's the gift of the Father's joy coming into us. You see, he is so totally content. He is so totally at peace. He is not bothered He's not phased by anything that's going on. You know, if it were, then, you know, he wouldn't be God. But he's bigger and above and beyond all of the hassles of the world. And that's why he can be joyful. You know, sure, he's, he's empathetic. Sure, he understands our pain. Sure, he understands the, the struggles we go through. But he sees it from a different perspective. And he is, you know, C.S. Lewis says, joy is the serious business of heaven. You know, I mean, if, if heaven's got to be serious, then I'll take, that, I'll take that, I'll take the joy. You know, the serious business of heaven is joy. And, you know, it's like, of course the Father's full of joy because he is above and beyond. And, yeah, Jesus said himself, Jesus himself said, you know, in this world you will have trouble, which is not a very encouraging thing, you know, but fear not because I have overcome the world. You see, he has done what we can't do and we have to rely on his overcoming and not, you know, when we try to overcome in our own strength, it's, it's jolly hard work and it's frustrating and it's, we get despondent and, but we rely on his overcoming because he has overcome and when we begin to rely on his overcoming, we can begin to live in the joy of heaven. We might not be happy, but the joy of the Lord becomes our strength and that joy will take us through. And so for me, we don't like to talk about suffering. We, we don't want to suffer. Of course we don't want to suffer. But suffering, trials, hardship, they're, they're part of reality. They're part of day-to-day -day living. You know, this is life. And, you know, what are we going to do when suffering comes? Are we going to run away? Try and hide? Or are we going to use the sufferings and the trials and the heartache to be an opportunity to run into the Father? See, he is with us in our suffering. And he understands. And he wants us to see him as our father, to rely on him as our father, to, to trust in his provision for all that we need. You know, he knows what we need. See, he's the good, good father. And, you know, I, I really... Have, over just as I've been reflecting it's 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 like yeah we can't we can't pretend that suffering doesn't exist we can't try and excuse ourselves from suffering we can't just walk away because it's there but yet suffering trials heartache hardship 
they can become the pathway for us to have a deeper encounter with him, a deeper walk with him, and ultimately to get to know him better, to see him as our, our true father, to see him and experience him as a friend who comes alongside us. He puts his arm around us. He comforts us when we need to be comforted. He walks with us you know, every day and he carries us. He says in Deuteronomy, as a father carries his son, so I will carry you every day you know, through the desert, out of Egypt, right into the promised land. He wants to carry us as a father carries his son. That's the joy of walking with him. See, part of the process of suffering, we read in verse 22 of First of Peter chapter 1. Um, and part of the process of suffering is, is it, as Peter writes, it leads us to being purified or to be being cleansed by the, by the Holy Spirit. Or perhaps another way of putting it is, is to be made holy. Uh, as we become rooted in him. See, Peter writes, now that you've been purified, now you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for each other. Love one another deeply from the heart for you've been born again, not of, of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. You see, what... Peter constantly does through these two letters is he brings us back to the foundation that God is our rock, that God is the one we build our life on, that he is our sure foundation, he is our safe place. And he shows us that, you know, this isn't just a God in the distance, but this is a God who's come to us, is living in our hearts and is drawing us into this deeper relationship with him. And so, uh, suffering is never easy. Trials, hardship, they're never easy. But can you allow them to become the pathway to a deeper encounter with the Father? Can you allow them to be the opportunity to enable you to walk as Jesus walked, as, as a son? That's... This is what I believe Paul writes about in Ephesians, about us being rooted and grounded in love. You see, when our roots go down into love, love becomes the source of all our life and all of our energy, and love will transform us. See, Jesus was free in a hostile world. And just as he was free in a hostile world, so too can we be free in a hostile world. Uh, we can show off the Father through our character, our behaviour and our life being transformed by the power of his love. See, we can trust him because in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, it says, cast your care on him. Cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. See, he is totally dependable. We can rely on him. We can trust him because he cares for us. He's got our good at his heart. 1 Peter 5 verse 10 says, And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong. See, there's suffering, trials, 
if we walk through them with him and we allow them to be this deeper encounter with him, they will lead to us being restored and becoming stronger and, and more firmly rooted and grounded in love. And of course, we, we all want to run away from suffering. None of us want it. But can I encourage you? I hope you can see that there can be a purpose in it. Not that God necessarily sends these things along to us, but we live in a fallen, broken world. And, we've, you know, it's inevitable that there's going to be challenges and difficulties. But can we, can we begin to embrace them? so that we walk as Jesus walked and we have that deeper encounter of sons and daughters with him. And just finally, just as we, we wrap up, I, I want to talk about being sons appropriate to the father. You know, that's um, a phrase James has often used, uh, that we're sons and daughters appropriate to the father. And yeah, I just want to look at what that can look like. Um, it's a very well-known passage, 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 to 10. You, know, you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in scripture it says, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe this stone is precious, but to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. See, Jesus was precious in the Father's sight, but he was rejected by men. And he had no fear of man. He had no fear of that re rejection. He continued just to devote himself to doing what the Father gave him to do. And to me, that, that begs the question about us. Do we look for acceptance with the world or from the world rather than being prepared perhaps to be unpopular in order to pursue what the Father is giving us to do? See, like Jesus was precious to the Father, we are precious to him. You know, and he wants us, you know, are we, Jesus was a father pleaser. And are we father pleasers or are we man pleasers? See, sonship, it's here in these verses. It is spiritual. You're being built into a spiritual house. Sonship is spiritual. Sonship is holy. You're, we're a holy priesthood. We've been chosen. We're a chosen people. We're a royal priesthood. We're God the Father's special possession. Yeah, that's got to do our heart good. That's got to be better than all the sufferings and all of the hardship and all of the difficulties and all of the challenges. We are the people of God. 
we have received his mercy and we're we're a royal priesthood we're a holy nation there used to be a song many many years ago come and praise him royal priesthood you know many of you will remember that song it was very well known the person who wrote that song was one of my colleagues in my accountancy office he was my senior partner uh, and a good good friend for 30 35 years and one day he was just in a meeting and the Holy Spirit just gave him the words, come and praise him, royal priesthood. You know, and it's a very, very well-known song straight out of this passage here in, in Peter. And so I want us to, you know, as we finish, I want us to hold on to this, that this is who we are. You know, that we are, we are a holy people, we are a royal priesthood, that we might declare his praises, you know, that we can show our father off. You know, the world needs to know what our father's like. And the more we are transformed by the power of his love, the more we will show our father off. People will see the father's life in us. And they might even ask the question, what is it? What have you got that we haven't got? And, you know, this is not something we get. We don't become a royal priesthood or a chosen people or a holy nation. We don't get that through performance. We don't get that through striving. We don't get that by trying hard to do the right thing. We get it because it's a gift from the Father. And he says, this is who you are because of what my son has done. And, yeah, I want us to embrace the journey. And sometimes the journey will be bumpy and rocky and may have a few bends in the road. We don't see where we're going. But I want us to embrace the journey. I want us to almost like, you make that decision that for the joy of a deeper walk with him, for the joy of a deeper encounter with him, I'm going to embrace these hardships because I know that I am a chosen people. I know that I'm part of a royal priesthood. I know that I'm God, the Father's special possession. I know that he's brought me out of darkness into light. I know that I've received mercy. I know that I was an orphan. I was a servant, but now I belong. I'm a son or a daughter. See, in 2 Peter, Peter writes about us embracing or partaking in the divine nature. And he says it's because of his, because of the Father's divine power that we have faith. And this is in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 to 9, and you can read it later, but it's you know our faith is because of him his divine power we have faith and that faith takes us on a journey you know it's one of those things faith leads to goodness which is basically just godly character goodness leads to knowledge of him knowledge leads to self-control self-control leads to perseverance and perseverance draws us into the life where we walk as jesus walked and ultimately, that is a life of love. It's a life of freedom. And just as Jesus was a free man in a hostile world, so too we can be free people in a hostile world. The key is to receive the gift of love, to live in love, to grow in love, to let his love transform us so that we become more and more like his son Jesus. You know, the last part of Peter's second letter is all about false prophets and false teachers. 
And Peter's encouragement is don't listen to them. They're not the path of life. They promise freedom, but they deliver slavery. But you, he says, grow in grace and the knowledge of him. So I'm just going to invite Barry back um, and he might want to add something. If not, we'll just take a few moments just to pray um, together and see what Father wants to do in, in our hearts. So maybe, do you want to add anything? Well, amen to everything you said, bro. I think um, the, the one scripture verse that came to mind, when you're, especially when you're talking about difficulties, because um, oftentimes, you know, we may think, you know, like the little girl's game where he loves me, he loves me not with, the, mm -hmm. you know, pulling out the flower petals and he loves yeah. me and then he loves me not when hard times come. And I just think of Paul the Apostle and, and what he went through with, you know, mm -hmm. being uh, stoned, to stoned to death and, and cat and nine tails 39 <laughs> times a few times, shipwrecked, all the stuff. And this is his perspective, you know, and of course, it's really on sonship. Second Corinthians 4. 16 to 18 it says therefore we do not lose heart mm -hmm. though we outwardly are we are wasting away yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day yeah. for our light and momentary Very troubles yes. are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all yeah so we fix our eyes not on what is seen but on what is unseen Insane. since what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal yeah absolutely. so i'll just add that that's brilliant that puts it in perspective thank you yeah yeah let's just take a few moments just i'll put some music on let's take a few moments just to mm. be quiet with the father yeah. he may be putting his finger on things that so he's just saying hey are you prepared to let that go for the greater joy of walking with me he might just want to encourage you and say, I'm with you in your struggles. I'm with you in your heartache. Mm. I'm with you in your pain. Yeah. So just take time just as the music. And then in a few moments, Barry and I will just pray to, to wrap the evening up. But just, just let his love come and embrace you. Mm. You know, he does it to encourage. He does mm. it because he wants a deeper relationship with us. So let's just take that time just to receive for a few moments. Father, may we, may we grow in our relationship with you. Mm. Father, would you take us deeper into that 
ocean of love. And Father, would we, Father, would you just help us by the power of your Holy Spirit to let go of those things that so easily entrap us yeah. and so often prevent us from being totally abandoned to you. Father, may, may we have a desire, may we have a fresh desire just to remove the blockages and to allow ourselves to experience that deeper joy of walking with you and being with you. Mm. Father, thank you. Father, thank you that we're sons and daughters, but there is so much more of what that means for us to experience. Mm -hmm. So Father, I just pray for each, I just ask for each one of us that we would, we would have that deepening encounter with you. That all fear of what you're like or of who you are would, would fall away. Mm -hmm. And we truly would walk as Jesus walked, in friendship, in oneness and intimacy and joy with you as our father thank you father father thank you that it's all about your love it's not about our striving it's not about our performance it's not about our ability to try and do the right thing but it's it's simply because of your love that once we were not a people but now we are a people because of your great mercy Father, thank you. Mm. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Mm. Yeah. Father, we ask that that scripture from Romans eight twenty eight mm. that says all things work together for good. Yeah. To those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Yeah. That doesn't mean all things are good. Mm-hmm. But all things work together for good. Yeah. Thank you, Father, that you are the redeemer. You redeem, yeah. you restore the wasted years, the yeah. mistakes, the, the heartaches, Father, that you can do what only you can do, Father, to rescue us. And even this very moment, Father, we mm. just pray that peace would come, peace that mm. passes our understanding guard our hearts and our minds a supernatural peace Jesus said my peace I give to you not as the world gives mm -hmm. gives give I to you yeah. so even in this very moment father we by faith mm -hmm. just receive the peace of our elder brother Jesus the peace that will protect our hearts and our thoughts mm. That will lead us to still waters to cause us to lie down in green pastures mm. a peace that will restore our soul yeah. and i think of that promise i think it's from romans 16 when paul's winding up his letter to the romans and he says may the god of peace mm. crush satan under your feet yes so, Father, we declare that today for anybody who, who is struggling, who is feeling overwhelmed. Father, would, would they know that the God of peace is crushing Satan under their feet? Yeah. It's not us doing the crushing. It's the God mm -hmm. of peace. Yeah. 
and it's a peace that passes our understanding. Yeah. So, Father, we just receive that right now. Mm. And I just encourage anybody, if you hear this, whether it's live or afterwards, and, and just take that and say, I, I, that's part of my birthright. I receive yeah. Jesus. Thank you all for joining us. And yeah. as, as we said at the beginning, we will not be here next week, but we'll be back in two weeks' time. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it, and really, we so appreciate each one of you, and we pray a blessing on you this week. And mm. yeah, thanks so much for, for joining us. And, you know, we're always just so surprised that somebody's coming. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yes. So we'll see you guys in two weeks, but bless yeah. you and have a, have a great week. Thank you. Bye.